Hi there. Do you know what your anxiety profile is? Me, I was a besieged panicker. We often say that the first step to reversing anxiety is to understand it. And that's why we've created a tool to help you discover your anxiety profile. And it's totally free. In about 90 seconds, you'll receive your customized anxiety profile. And it will answer so many questions you've probably been struggling with, including, am I going crazy? And why me? So if you haven't yet, pause this episode and head to lifefreeofanxiety.com slash profile or click the link in the show notes. I promise you'll get a lot more out of this and every episode once you know your anxiety profile. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the Life Free of Anxiety podcast, where each week we'll bring you another discussion to help you on your way to overcoming your fears. I'm Erica, and together with Dr. Charles Barr, a licensed clinical psychologist specializing in anxiety, we'll be your guides on this journey. To find a list of helpful free resources we offer, head to lifefreeofanxiety.com. Because you are not broken, you are not alone, and you are on your way to living a life free of anxiety. And we're back. And we're really back. This episode is all new. Um, It starts off with Dr. Barr and I discussing an MRI I recently had to have and how I was able to get through it, even though I am still um, pretty claustrophobic in situations like that. Dr. Barr reassures me that a lot of people who aren't even normally claustrophobic are claustrophobic in situations like that. But I was able to actually find an alternative And I wanted to put it out there for you guys who might be dealing with the same thing of needing an MRI and what your options might be. So you can hear our discussion at the beginning of uh, this episode. And then Dr. Barr and I go into how he treats anxiety in his office. So I share about my experience of how he treated me, um, the initial meeting we had. We talk about when he uh, identifies true mental illness in a client or when it's severe anxiety, the things he looks out for. So we're going to kind of see things from his perspective today, which will be really interesting. Also really interesting and kind of cool. I got this email last week from somebody who did change 30 years ago. So 1989. I don't know. Think back. How old were you in 1989? But this is a person who did it in 1989. Maybe you weren't even born yet. Um, But she was agoraphobic. And after change, she writes, this is what she wrote to me. I was anxiety phobia free for 20 years after change. It was amazing. The world opened up. I traveled internationally by myself without any anxiety. Elevators and enclosed places weren't an issue. Um, And then about 10 years ago, she went through tremendous pressure, she writes, and um, her anxiety came back not nearly as bad as before, but it came back. So she's joining us again uh, to do change to kind of refresh on everything, get her body calm again. She knows it works. She did it 30 years ago. She's still never gone back to how bad she was. Um, But I just thought that was super cool to be able to give these testimonials to you, especially 30-year-old ones. um, It's it's very exciting for me. It's very fun. And I love being honest and transparent with you about how what this can look like sometimes. So with all that said, I just um, wanted to let you know you can always look into or buy the change program at changewith2as.com. And uh, let's go ahead and get to the show. Hi, Dr. Barr. Happy New Year. Hello, hello. Happy New Year to you. It's good to be back with you and back with our audience. And Dr. Barr is hours away from being vaccinated from the coronavirus. And so we're going to wife and I are supposed to get vaccinated this afternoon. Are you nervous at all? 
Um, probably about 5%, something 5%. like that. You know, it's like there, there's always a little bit of question. Nobody ever likes getting a shot in the first place. Right. Um, in terms of cost-benefit, benefit way outweighs the cost on this one. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to follow up with you because we definitely want to hear about this next week. I want to hear about it. I'll probably okay. I'll probably know yeah. ahead of time because I'll text you, but <laughs> we'll have you update our our <laughs> listeners, our listening audience next week and can share about your experience because it's one of those things right now that's people have a lot of questions about it. How you know about that's your right. process and how you did and what the side effects were and what you felt, even though everyone's different, it's still it's still nice to hear how um how this right. is breaking down. So real quick, I wanted to share about something that we uh, I talked to you about, Dr. Barr, that I was able to find a place that was able to give me an upright MRI. And um, I just want to share this real briefly. I was too claustrophobic to get a regular MRI because even though it was an open MRI, I was lying flat on my back and it was an MRI for the TMJ where you also have to wear kind of like a helmet thing and keep your head locked in place. And that was too much for me. And it's very confining. Yes. And I had, mm-hmm. at first, I felt really bad about it that that was too much for me, even after I've overcome so much of my anxiety. Um, it was like, oh no, am I not well or what's wrong with me? Well, when I found out that there was a place for upright MRIs <laughs> where you sit in a chair and get it yeah, done. I, I... You hadn't heard of this that, right? the first I've ever heard of an yeah. upright MRI. Yeah, I didn't know they even had such a Well, thing. nobody told me about it. It was just, you know, it wasn't wasn't a doctor who told me or anything. I just ended up looking at looking into it extensively and finding this and realized there's a whole center for it because people have phobias. And yeah. one is one major phobia is claustrophobia, <laughs> and there's nothing really wrong with having that. And if I had wanted to, I could have worked, you know, with you, Dr. Barr, or somebody on like really overcoming an MRI experience, but it wasn't really important to me to do that. This wasn't a life-threatening thing. I just needed to look at my my jaw because I have issues with my jaw. And um, it wasn't like anything that uh, I really, it was a goal of mine to get good at. It wasn't like taking an elevator where I, you know, need to do that daily or whatever. So I just wanted to put it out there that sometimes there are other options available to you. And if there are, take them because it can be a very good experience. Well, that's right. That's right. Uh, if if there's another option that will accomplish the same goal, uh, why not? Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. It was, it was uh, you yeah. know, I think because of the change program, because it was still a little bit confining of an experience because I, I still had to wear the helmet and and be a little bit like keeping my head straight and kind of couldn't get out really, really easily. But I was able to go through that, I think, because I've done the change prog- program and I do my relaxation. I was at a point where like the upright MRI was very doable. Um, whereas I think in yeah, the past it wouldn't have been. And I also, it was funny by the end, I was like, can you lock me in more? Because they had to put a bar in front of me so I could hold a pillow. So I could hold myself upright because now I see why they do MRIs lying down. It's kind of awkward, right. like the way you're stacked when you sit in a chair to do an MRI. So it was funny. By the end, I was like, put that bar in. And I was actually asking them to confine me more so I could be more comfortable. 
So I thought, well, that's, that's, right. that's a so huge... I don't have to hold myself so rigidly. <laughs> yeah. Anymore. So I was like, well, that's a step up right there. And I would never have asked that in the past. So anyways, I just want to throw it out there that if you ever have another option, uh, go for it because, because there's no shame in it. You know, uh, yeah. I think we think that's we right. have to accomplish everything to be well. And it's not true. I just still am claustrophobic, but I don't like live my life in panic. So I have to let myself well, say right. I've made these, you know, these I've had the success and I still am claustrophobic. Big deal. Well, um, the MRI is a very, uh, very unique experience. It is. In a person's life. Yeah. Um, there, there are just not very many spaces or times that you're going to be in a space like an MRI. Yeah. Um, right. The only, the only time I have ever been in a place in real life where it was that confining um is i i went uh spelunking a couple of times and one of those times we got in a very very narrow tunnel where we were belly crawling and that got very very close and uh tight mm-hmm. and it would have been similar to an mri experience mm-hmm. uh, in that cave were you scared so no, I wasn't, <laughs> but one of the guys that we were with uh, was. Yeah. And it was interesting because uh, he had been a coal miner, and oh. he was getting claustrophobic, and he said, not even in the coal mines did we get this close. Oh. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, let's turn around and belly crawl out of here. <laughs> yeah, wow, I would, yeah. I. It's funny, had you still been in your anxious state, you probably could have panicked that could have put you in a panic dr Barr had a uh, traumatic experience with an earthquake i'm sure a lot of you know from listening but if you oh, haven't exactly right if you don't know you can listen back to uh, a long time ago episode called meet dr Barr, where he describes what happened set off his anxiety with an earthquake but um yeah a lot of these things are really common you know, there, there's a large part of the population that would not consider themselves claustrophobic that mm. still have trouble with an MRI. Right. And yeah. so that's so true. Know, that, that's that's why I'm saying it's just a unique experience. And mm-hmm. that may be the only place in life that you're going to be claustrophobic. So, yeah. And and if I if I had to get it, if it had been life threatening and my only option was lying down, like I said, I would have I would have maybe talked to you or because you that's what you do. I mean, You've worked with That's people right. um, to get like uh, even uh, the episode, <clears throat> the episode I watched of the dog whisperer that <laughs> you're on. Uh, you helped a woman right. overcome her phobia of dogs, and That's right. and so sometimes when you need to zero in, you know, you you do it. But if you don't have to, you don't have to. Like you said, that's right. And if you have to, there are ways to get yourself ready to do it. Yes. So Uh, and always get an MRI if if it's life threatening, please. Well, and if you if you have to get one and you don't have it, I'll be looking for an upright MRI in the area. (laughs) So it uh, works. I mean, I got to watch a really bad movie and just sit there and. I mean, it. what was nice, too, is they know you're claustrophobic because they've worked with so many people. So they're just expecting you to be claustrophobic. So you're not like hiding it. That's right. <laughs> it's nice. But I want to talk. Well, that's that's why they're in in business. Yes. Um, you know, that and also so that tells you how prevalent it is. It, it was for that reason. And it's also because uh, some people are not able to lie flat on their backs for whatever medical reasons there are. Oh, so true. Those those yeah. are the two reasons, actually, that they are they exist. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to talk about Dr. Barr in this episode because he is a very 
a wonderful licensed clinical psychologist who has practiced for over 30 years. And his main thing is specializing in treating anxiety disorders. So he might, Great. you probably have treated somebody to get an MRI, actually, now that I think of it at some point. You probably, I have, actually. Yeah. Oh, you're so, you're so humble. You didn't even bring it up. But see, there you go. Um, he, like I said, he was featured on the Dog Whisperer, which you can actually see that episode. Oh, I don't remember which one it is. I think it was like season six. It's on Disney Plus if you want to see Dr. Barr. Uh, in action, you can you can actually watch that episode by if you have Disney Plus. I was kind of excited when I saw it. I was like, "There's Doctor Barr." It, it was fun to do. Now I never got to meet Caesar, and so that was uh, I was sad about that. But uh, his crew was wonderful to work with, and I found that a very fun experience. It was a privilege. Yeah, I I just always whenever I think of that episode, I think about how they took B roll of you coming from the back of your office to walk into the front <laughs> and like, I yes. know that it's weird because I've been there, but um, it looks very normal. Yeah, that's right. It looks very normal to the rest yeah. of us. So Dr. Barr, I want to ask you, I know how I originally found you. And actually let me back up just a little bit. I kind of want to talk about my experience with finding you as a perfect stranger uh, off the internet and looking for somebody who specialized in anxiety. I was looking for somebody who would come at it from a faith perspective. So you came up in that uh, area. But I know that you also okay. treat many people where it hasn't, you know, that are not of any faith. And so I contacted you and I decided to come in and I was very skeptical. And I think you listened to me. For a long time, I, I was skeptical because I had been to a lot of therapists at this point and nobody had any really good plan for me. So I just thought I was kind of like giving it a shot in the dark with you at this point. Um, I took the stairs going up to your office. <laughs> but anyways, when we met, you listened to me for a long time. And I remember thinking my symptoms were very unique. And, and now that looking back, I realized that what you were doing is you had to listen to me a certain amount to understand kind of like what my needs were. And I, I realize now that mm -hmm. some people say things that are a lot different than me. So you might have a different treatment plan than, than what you gave me. Is that, is that fair to say, do you have other treatment plans? Cause we ended up doing the change program. That was your treatment plan option for me. Are there other things that come that's out right. sometimes for you? Uh, that's part of what I think makes the change program uh, fairly unique in that the, the same kinds of processes work over a large range of symptomatology. So your symptoms may have been very different than someone else's, and yet the same treatment process will help theirs and yours. Mm -hmm. And so... I will approach everyone a little bit differently based on what they tell me and because so many people with anxiety feel completely misunderstood by the medical community. Right. And now I think the medical community has gotten better mm -hmm. at understanding what panic disorder is and how serious it is, but uh, they used to be really dismal at it. And uh, so I think they have gotten very much better at that. Yeah. And... Now, what do you need to hear a client to actually say in order to determine what their mental state is? Because 
I'm sure that there's some really severe cases out there where people come in and they have actual mental problems and you they've never been diagnosed. So if somebody what basically what's the difference if somebody maybe thinks they're crazy because they're anxious because that can you know definitely you can definitely buy into those beliefs when you're anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. what's the difference between that and somebody who's actually really mentally ill? Like what are those signs that tell you? Uh, it's very important to make that differentiation. If you're having hallucinations or uh, delusions, you may be extremely anxious and having panic attacks, but they're coming from a very different place. And so hmm. that's part of what what the interview process is about and trying to learn history. Um, it's important to rule out those kinds of very strange and unusual things. And lots of people with panic disorder have had very strange and unusual things. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the fears is I'm fearing that I'm losing my mind. And so I, I want to find out, well, are you in fact having, are you losing your mind? Are you uh, having um psychotic episodes are are you having breakthroughs where you're losing touch with reality and most of the people who have panic disorder never lose touch with reality they may be very very fearful and afraid they're going to lose their minds but they're oriented they they know who they are where they are uh what year it is they they know their stable personality mm-hmm. you know it so they're not uh, mentally ill that way. Right. Because I, I know with panic disorder, too, sometimes we've got depersonalization and derealization. And, and those are, uh, you know, things that can... Very can, frightening. Yeah. And they can really make people feel like they are out of touch with reality. But what you're saying is, even in those episodes, people still know who they are. They know what year it is. They're very, very scared. They're very, very scared. But they're feeling a certain way. But they're still here, which is not true mental illness um so okay so that's the difference and also i've i've heard you say before that you've actually treated somebody for schizophrenia with the change program um because they were hearing voices yeah well now it it's it does not alleviate the voices necessarily um it leap, but it can help the person cope with the anxiety that comes from hearing the voices okay um, Interesting. So uh, it's not a treatment for for schizophrenia, and some some people uh, just they they can't use the techniques, mm-hmm. uh, and I understand that. But this person could could use the techniques and has been successful at that. It's been very helpful. Interesting. So. Okay. Um, and can you explain in your terms, since you're the doctor, what is the change program? Because that was something you handed me after after the interview with me it was that was your recommendation of treatment can you explain what it is exactly yes it is a structured cognitive behavioral type program that is designed to uh, teach people teach you teach people uh, how to control their physiology more how to speak to themselves differently, how to control their thoughts and and change their thoughts so that their thoughts are not scaring them to death. Uh, 
And so it's a cognitive behavioral program that is, it's structured. And I think that the structure is part of the success of the change program because it's 16 weeks. Yeah, 16 weeks, and it teaches you different skills, and the skills build on one another. And when you put them all together, you have a a very nice toolbox of skills to Mm -hmm. use to manage your your body and your physiology and your scary thoughts and your self-talk and and all kinds of things like that so that you have a sense of self-mastery and self-control that you didn't have before yeah and and, uh, is very effective it's very important to be able to relax your your physiology but we want you to be able to relax your mind and the way you relax your mind really is through what is called mindfulness where you can turn your mind off if you choose or you can focus on a certain thing and and start having what what you might uh, some people would refer to it as you, you've got some discipline in your mind, so your mind isn't just running wild with you all the time. It's funny that you say discipline. Whatever you think. It's funny that somebody might say discipline because to me, I, the word that comes to my mind is freedom because I feel so, okay. I have felt so like locked, you know, locked as a prisoner with my thoughts for so long. That when uh-huh. I get when I realize that I have the choice that I don't have to think about them or I don't have to go there, it's it's so freeing. Like it's not even like a discipline. It's like oh my gosh, thank you. You mean I I don't have to do this? And that's right. Yeah, that's right. it's so nice. And it really did take getting a calm body to get a calm mind. I heard it explained one time as you if you ever want to stop a train, you you usually want to get it before it really starts heading down those tracks. You know, because once the train starts going, it's going fast. Um, That's right. But, it's got a lot of momentum to try to slow down. Right. So if you can, so the hi- earlier you can get yes, it, the better. The earlier, the better. And it's such a good and such a good analogy because it's so true. And with the change program, I you know, it's something you had used. It's something I had used and uh, had major success. How many clients have yes. you have you walked through the change program now? I mean, we now have this as a business online where anyone can do it. But for so many years, you just had people who could only come to your physical office in Pasadena. That's right. But how many have you walked through? Um, you know, I don't know the exact number, but I would say it exceeds 200 at least mm-hmm. um, over the years. And, and it's been a very exciting process. I never get tired of it because mm-hmm. it's always exciting to walk with someone as they get free. Yeah. As they start feeling free from the the anxiety and free from the panic and free to expand their lives again. It's very exciting then when when I get to walk with someone and and watch them walk their way out of this disorder. Mhm. Uh, reclaim their life and reclaim their freedom. And watch them be able to do it years and years and years down the road to where oh, it's yes, a forever yes. thing. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't this isn't a temporary fix. This is a this is a you're free. You you get to go um choose whatever you would like to do with your life now. And um it's very free. It's pretty incredible. Very exciting. It sounds too good yeah. to be true, I know, because when you told me about it, it does. It, it? it does. Um, yeah. And I think you were very skeptical about Yes. It. Yes. Um, 
and uh, I was too. Um, as a matter of fact, I considered that this program canned psychotherapy, you know, mm. canned in quotation marks, mm-hmm. and I was very much against that. You know, it's like, okay, this is just pop psychology and that kind of stuff. And as a therapist, I and a psychologist, I was just turned off by that stuff. But one of my clients had presented the program to me and asked me to take a look at it with her to see if I thought it was any good. So reluctantly, I agreed to do that. And when I did that, I was totally surprised. Uh, it's like, hey, wait a minute, this this is actually good therapy. Yeah. Well, you um, were dealing with your own anxiety at that point from the earthquake offsetting. Yes, I was. Tons of yeah. anxiety. So I signed up for the program and did the program myself, and that's uh, that's what got me back on an even keel. And, and what year was that? That was 1987. 1987. Well, the, the earthquake was 87, so that was 1988. And then, um, not surprisingly, I specialized in anxiety starting in 1988. Oh, so that's what happened. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That's what took me there. All right. Well, we made it through part one of this episode. We've got a part two for you next week with how Dr. Barr treats anxiety. We're going to get into a lot more. Uh, Remember that address I gave to you about the change program is changewith2as.com. We would love to hear from you. You can always uh, shoot me an email and ask me a question about the change program or about anything. Erica at lifefreeofanxiety.com is the place, and I would love to hear from you. Okay, have a great rest of your week, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope that something in today's conversation provided you with a feeling of hope, determination, or purpose. I know what you're going through, and that's why I want to give you some of the tools that helped me in my anxiety journey. To get a free copy of Free From Fears, head to freefromfearsbook.com. To find out more about the Change Anxiety Treatment Program, find us at changewith2as.com. Thanks again for listening, and remember, you are not broken, you are not alone, and you are on your way to living a life free of anxiety. See you next week. Before you go, I wanted to give you one last reminder to discover your anxiety profile at lifefreeofanxiety.com profile. Going forward, we really think this should be the starting point for everyone's anxiety journey. Once you're done, once you're done, you'll probably wonder how we could learn so much from just a few questions. It really is amazing. What you don't see is behind the scenes, your responses are compared to what we've learned from helping over 200,000 people just like you reverse their anxiety over the past 40 years. It's a data-backed assessment with real insights. I promise it's worth 90 seconds of your time, and it's totally free. Just click the link in the show notes or head to lifefreeofanxiety.com slash profile, and I'll talk to you again soon.